Hello, my beautiful little sluts. It's Mama Slut here. I hope you're all well and good and having the best sex of your life. But I know for some of us, it's been a rough several months. I know because <sighs> Mama needs to get some action. ASA GDMFP. To help with that, I've got a little gift for you. From October 7th to October 14th, go to lovehoney.ca and use the code TIMTHANKS20, T-I-M-T-H-A-N-K-S-2-0, and get 20% off your purchase throughout the entire website. It's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada, and what better way to say thanks than with a big old jizz fest? Once again, go to lovehoney.ca and use the code TIMTHANKS20 at checkout and get 20% off your entire purchase and give yourself a little treat and a big ol' orgasm just for me. I'll see you at the episode. Mwah! The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. And welcome to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I am a sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay. And I'm currently looking for a new therapist because the last one told me that we were going to do CBT. And we got really confused because I got needles for my next session. So, uh, yeah, we were just staring at each other awkwardly for like a whole hour. So... I guess there was a sort of misunderstanding, and I'm hoping my guest today can clarify what the heck happened there. (laughs) And speaking of my guest, I would love to introduce you all to the lovely, elegant, and beautiful, and majestic Lady Pym. Hi, Lady Pym. Hello, how are you? (laughs) I am so kink-deprived, and I'm so... Like, I'm thirsty, I'm horny, I'm everything. Yeah, hence trying to get it from your therapist, yeah. Oh my god, right? I mean, like, (laughs) look, he said CBT, and the first thing I thought was like, oh, okay, cock and ball torture? This is new. Yeah, I'm in. Mm, mm, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny with, like, the little, like, short forms for things, like... I'm so used to, for instance, seeing just SW for sex worker, right? Mm-hmm. Just SW for sex work. But then I'm like, oh, no, people also th- use it to mean Star Wars. And then recently, somebody wrote a tweet, and I'm like, what is this saying? And SW was Saskatchewan. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm like- I also forget that SW is like a direction on a compass. I'm like... Oh, yeah, I'm supposed yeah, to go that, towards no, sex work? Four things I need to <laughs> remember? Oh my god. I think that's kind of just like the mentality of sluts like you and me. We're just like, it's everything true. has to do with sex. Everything. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Uh, it takes me often a moment to be like, oh, we're not talking about sex right now. 
gotcha okay right? we're like always on and i'm just like oh okay you're you don't want to fuck me got it yeah oh okay yeah that's the <laughs> default though yeah usually <laughs> so uh lady pym or mistress oh my god that's so hot <laughs> you loved saying that <laughs> i love it i love calling you mistress because i haven't had a top in forever so i'm done okay. you're welcome to you're welcome to <laughs> uh mistress Uh, Yeah, tell the audience uh, what you do. Yeah, I'm a professional dominatrix here in Toronto at the Ritual Chamber. Um, For the past year, I haven't been in person in the dungeon, but um, I was continuing my domination business uh, via online virtual type things. And I'm returning very soon. I'm half vaxxed. I'm going to live my one vax summer life and get back in that dungeon finally. So, so very excited. Oh my God. Vax Girl Summer, here we come. Right? Uh, I can't wait. I can't wait. So what exactly is a dominatrix? Like, what do you do? Because I have no idea what that is. I thought it was like uh, a game that I was like, oh wait, that's Domino's. Got it. That's Domino's. Yeah. Yes. Domino's. So what is a also, dominatrix? Also a pizza place. Um, <laughs> yes. Um A professional dominatrix um, is somebody who does professional kink work. So I facilitate a myriad of kinks and fetishes. Um, I play specifically within the power dynamic of being the dominant. So I um, provide service to folks who are either submissive people or their fetishes, fetishists in a specific fetish, or just folks that are generally kind of kinky come and book me for either in-person services um, or like over this past year, it's been like custom content. It's been virtual sessions, either like video sessions or phone sessions or texting sessions. Some people like like sexting a lot with the dominatrix too um or i've also provided some kind of um long-term dynamic ds dynamics like dom sub dynamics with people as well so it can look a lot of ways actually i love that and you dropped like a couple words there that i feel like we need some clarification like kink sure fetish yeah, they're, they're, some people use them inter- interchangeably, those two words. To me, um, I don't think there are any like super hard definitions on either of them. To me, kind of how I think of a kink versus a fetish is that a fetish is more so um, something that is very linked to sexual arousal, meaning that for a lot of kinksters, they can't get aroused without their specific fetish, though people use that word to mean a lot of different things and subjective things for different people. And that's probably a bit of a blanket definition for what a fetish is. Like I'm sure a lot of fetishists can achieve sexual arousal without their specific fetish. But in general, I think that's mostly what differentiates it between a kink and a fetish. A kink to me is just... um, different different um different things in the sexuality sphere that are not in this heteronormative narrative um it's kind of like a non-traditional subversive way to approach sex and sexuality um which is again a very just random general definition that i happen to use that 
you know, other people may be like, mm, that's not right. And that's fine. It's right for me. And that's why I, that's the context in which I use it. And then fetish and how, like, how is fetish different from kink? Yeah, it's like, um, I would say it's like a way stronger kink. Like it is directly connected to whether you can get aroused or not, essentially. And a kink is just more, not quite as intensely uh, connected or intrinsically connected to your arousal. Um, It's something you can do for fun for a lot of different reasons to get aroused to um get energy out to um connect with people uh you can approach it through like a spiritual way or a wellness way or um um or a super sadistic way <laughs> a, a suffery way <laughs> get okay love to suffer but i think yeah fetishes um are probably like stronger kinks and again that definition may not work exactly for everybody but that's kind of how i think of the two how they're separate i think i kind of get it like for me a kink would be if a guy told me that I'm a piece of shit and he wants me to throw me in the garbage or like, you know, just like the, the refuse that I am. And then a fetish is like, if he wants to stick a carrot up my butt or whatever phallic food. Right? Well, both of those things can be either fetishes or kinks. It's just very subjective for the person. Like for instance, with the carrot thing, if like, you could not get off without thinking about a carrot or being fucked with a carrot, then that's a fetish. If, if being fucked with a carrot is just something you like to do as a part of like many other things that you enjoy in the bedroom, then that's more of a kink. I can never watch a Bugs Bunny cartoon the same way ever again. (laughs) A lot of media has been ruined for me. Yes. Oh my God. Right. (laughs) Just like if I ever hear what's up doc, I'm like, Oh, Oh, you're like, oh, yeah. oh, yes, talk dirty to me, bugs. Yeah, daddy. <laughs> oh, my God, daddy. <laughs> daddy kink? Oh, uh, daddy. Daddy kink. I have a daddy fetish. Like, the more gray hair, the better. I want them as geriatric as possible. As I want you to... as dignified as yep. possible. <laughs> I want the daddies to be, like, near the end of their life so that they can put me in the will <laughs> at the very last minute and I can mm-hmm. take all their inheritance. <laughs> important does that, yep. does that make me a fin dom a little bit i was gonna be like mm, this is drifting into this territory uh, i am a fin dom with like a money fetish Ooh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's where it's at yeah. that's where it's at yes mm-hmm. um so mistress how did you like sorry i you know i'm gonna call you mistress the entire go episode. for it <laughs> you're welcome to oh my god <laughs> So how did you like get into this whole uh, dominatrix industry to begin with? Um, I think I did a lot of different like sex work adjacent jobs. Like for years and years, I did things like um, working in a sex toy retail shop. Um, I wrote professional erotica for a long time. I have my own sex and sexuality podcast that I've been hosting for maybe like six years at this point. Um and I, you know, I'm a burlesque dancer. I teach, um, I'm a sex educator as well. Um, kink educator too. Um, I'm a huge lifestyle switch. So I play on both sides of the slash. Um, so it wasn't really a super far leap 
for me to suddenly go into professional domination. It was just like another way that I could do this type of work, like another, a different part of sex and sexuality as a field that I could get involved in. So it really wasn't like, I don't think it surprised anybody. Let me put it that way. When, I, <laughs> when I'd be like, I'm doming now professionally, they'd be like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how I saw you. Like, yeah. you're a slut from the womb yep. to the tomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> As we all are. <laughs> yeah, I'm not shy about it. So, like, people know. It. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. When I tell you to kiss me on my lips, I don't mean the ones on my face. No. You know? <laughs> yep, never do. <laughs> so, it's COVID. You got to be careful, you know. Oh, no my God. Right? Yeah. Just, yep. like, kiss me down there anywhere but my face. Just, yep. like, you kiss remind me, me too but, much. Kiss me, but, like three feet away you know yeah no like don't kiss me because you remind me too much of my own father and you know oh, <laughs> so being like a pro dom is there any sort of like specific knowledge that you have to have before coming into the industry like uh anatomy or psychology or like anything that's specifically within the dom community there's no like rule book um, and there's no like certification. Um, there's no like DOM school. Like uh, there's no degree that you get um, before you can be a professional DOM. Oh, I would love that. Like I would, I would love that because what ends up happening then is like a lot of people jump into it professionally without knowing a lot of the important stuff that you need to know. So it's good that it's accessible um, for people to start sex work and start kink work if they wish to um just kind of out of nowhere but you know um it would also be really good if people knew a lot about physical safety about emotional safety um and then just a lot of the fine skills that you'll need to know uh doing various facilitating various kinks and fetishes um is important to know as well um and then also i mean a lot of a lot of sex and a lot of kink happens in our brains, right? Happens in our heads. So to someone jump for someone to jump into pro kink work without knowing a lot about the psychology of certain kinks, that's going to put them at a bit of a disadvantage. You know, you can all only offer sessions, um, you know, that are kind of uh, not quite as deep, perhaps. However, some people don't need their kink to be very deep, so good for them, and and it's just as valid, right? But for me, uh, going into pro-dom work, I had a lot of personal experience in my personal life doing a lot of different kinks on both sides of the slash. Um, I had taken lots of workshops. I had spoken on lots of panels. I've interviewed many, many people surrounding this. So I personally had a lot of, a lot of um, knowledge in all these different facets. Um, of kink that really helped me um, as far as like where I was starting off as a professional. But yeah, there's not a rule book, unfortunately. You do kind of just have to do it your own way and figure out as best you can. Don't you wish like a university would offer oh. like pro doming and kink 101 as like yes. an elective or a major even? Yeah. Oh my what God. Would, Can you imagine? What would the courses Can... be like? Oh my God. Spanking 101 has got to be up there because that's one thing that people just impact play is something that people can do so wrong and get so dangerous with and it seems very simple when you just kind of are like oh yeah spanking i hate you and it's like but there are so many ways to do that so 
dangerously. Oh my god, I don't know if you saw this video, but it was this Dom and her sub, and they were doing a, a scene. <gasps> yeah, so you saw that. Oh my god. Uh, oh, I couldn't my even god. watch it. Yeah, that was so it, cringe. Just hitting him like with a whip, I think, just like in the kidneys. In the kidneys, and like for the public to see, it's like, oh yeah, the yeah. So there's two, consent? yeah, two problematic things happening, right? Not only are you physically hurting this man, like you could be causing internal bleeding, but like also, yeah, the consent issues surrounding public kink is like something you should probably think about a little bit before just getting on a subway and start doing a public scene. Mm -hmm. I mean, also like the thought of a man on the verge of death is like the hottest thing to me. I mean that too, but that here's the thing it's like fantasy versus reality right like as a fantasy that's super hot but do we want to see a man being hit in the kidneys no we don't (laughs) (laughs) if they're consenting to it you know what i mean like sure consent okay yeah okay consent (laughs) whatever but oh my god i i i know so many people were trying to find out who that guy was and reach out to him and be like whoever you're playing with is like gonna really damage your body like in not a hot way Mm. so yeah that's so funny i'm like i i had a feeling that you're gonna say the video that specific video it's so egregious it's so bad yeah so ridiculous i was like that guy's kidneys and then like i think she was hitting like the back of her of his knees or something where it's oh like yeah the joints oh stay away from the fucking oh, joints those like oh. really sensitive high impact stuff Ugh. and yeah, also there's like, like it, kids in the subway like what the fuck uh, oh, so many reasons that was bad right yeah. and that's somebody that probably is like who knows i don't know her life but you know probably was like i'm a professional dom and like let's do this clearly and, you're not like, and like no other thought um going into it and i mean there are there are people that are just bad at kink and don't know how to do kink like both everywhere just doing a lifestyle and then also professionally so you really do have to vet your your either partners like with for dating or your professional is if you're going to book a dominatrix it's like well take a look and see what this person's really about first because there are lots of professionals out there that really don't know what they're doing um and can be quite dangerous for you so Mm-hmm. And that actually leads me to my next question. What makes a good Dom versus a bad one? Yeah. Um, well, sometimes you just want to be bad, you know. Um, <laughs> Naughty. <Ooh. laughs> yeah, oh, dirty. Um, I think being a good Dom, you are, um, you're really great at multitasking, for sure. Ooh. Balancing a lot of plates you know on on sticks you got to be you got a lot of balls in the air you're juggling a lot sometimes literally literal balls um (laughs) yeah um but you know you've got to be managing managing a lot in a scene you know you got to be thinking of your play partner's emotional safety um physical safety you've got to be you know doing something in real time a fine skill like with your hands um you've got to be engaging their them mentally them emotionally so you've got to be um you know you've got to be in role in this dominant role maybe you're doing a role play on top of that maybe um you've got a plan and you're following a plan or a script maybe you're improvising so you've got to be kind of really on it like there are so many things that you are doing in real time as a dominant um 
that you've got to be good at multitasking. So that for sure. Another thing is um, really good communication skills. Um, a lot of times, uh, like me as a, as a professional, I get a lot of subs that book me that are new to kink and don't have these skills. So you as the dominant, as the professional really have to do the heavy lifting as far as like making sure that you get a really in-depth detailed negotiation happening beforehand, make sure you have the ongoing consent communication conversation happening in the scene, and then making sure that you're doing all the um, really positive communicative stuff post scene as well, either in the form of aftercare or kind of the prolonged aftercare of checking in later on or talking about it or being available to hold space for the person whenever after the scene. So communication for sure. Um, I think you, uh, it's not like a super requirement, but I think if you really love kink and you're kind of a kink nerd and you it's a passion of yours that's going to amplify the scene hugely and again take it from that level of being like kind of surface level to being like ooh, let's really really get into this you know what i mean let's get our our fucking hands dirty you know what i mean sometimes literally um so yeah i would start there with those three things <laughs> do you have anything to add to those things i mean like for me the closest thing I've ever come to being a dom was like, because I used to be an escort, right? And then people would pay me to like literally fuck them or like be uh, arm candy. And then there was another time where this guy like just asked me to cradle him like yeah. a baby. Um, and I was yeah. like, I mean, okay. I didn't really think too much of it. And like, he didn't want to have sex, like a penetrative intercourse. It just like, just cradle me like I'm gonna be in my underwear and then I just want you to cradle me and I'm like oh okay easiest 500 bucks of my life okay <laughs> totally but you know what he got so much out of that I think like oh that's that's an intense need that's why like professional cuddlers exist you know what I mean mm. and that's why like stuff like ABDL and you know uh, CGL exist um, because that's Ooh. a big part of kink too. Those, those feelings of wanting to feel safe and right. comforted and small and taken care of and warm and like all of those, like that's all a part of kink too. It's not all just sadistic shit, you know? What were those letters that you just said? Cause I don't even know what those are. CGL is like caregiver little. So you probably do know, are familiar with DDLG, which is daddy dom little girl, but CGL is kind of a more of a gender, gender neutral way of saying that there's a daddy or a mommy or a non-binary caregiver and then a uh, little. So mm. it's that kind of a dynamic. In my case, um, daddy dom little gay, you know. There you go. Exactly. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Like mm. DDL, DDLB is sometimes used. Um, but yeah, it's all kind of that same vibe of a caregiver you know but also that that dynamic can be done a lot of different ways from like super stern and like disciplinarian all the way to yeah just being like this most loving empathetic maternal kind of a scene as well so yeah, yeah so, that's what that that gives me vibes of when you're like the man just wanted me to hold him <laughs> i'm like ooh yeah that's like i can see all of the feelings that were under that you know right because like yeah for me when I think, you know, Dom sub, there's always some sort of like, uh, or at least the way I used to think when I was escorting, like, 
there has to be some sort of sexual activity, but this was not. So I was like, oh, is that all you wanted me to do? I mean, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking, what do you get out of it? Like, w- what do subs get out of being uh, a sub in a kink scene? Yeah, that's like non-sexual. So many things. People approach kink for so many different reasons. Some approach it for sexual reasons and good for them. It's lovely. But as I kind of mentioned at the beginning, like you can uh, jump into this wanting to um, approach a place of wellness or health, uh, be mental health, emotional health, or um, sometimes physical health. If you want somebody to dom you into, you know, um, getting better eating habits and getting physical activity and um, all kinds of stuff like that can they can help you with too, if you want to approach a dynamic that way. But like you can get into kink, like a specific kink for like spiritual reasons. Um, you can get into a kink for, sp- for purely like um, uh, sensation reasons, like just the physical sensation of whatever it is. So being held, for example, that you mentioned, it's like he could be having some deep emotional need Um that you're accessing through being held or maybe it's just the pure physical sensation of skin on skin because you, you mentioned it was just like he's in his underwear and want to be held so maybe it's something about that physical sensation or the specific position he was in that just is really satisfying to him or stimulating to him um there's really so much the great thing about kink is there's no script you know heteronormative sex people kind of know what is quote unquote, they're supposed to be doing, you know what I mean? In kink, there is no roadmap. So you can approach it in any kind of a way. You can really custom cater it, custom tailor it to your very unique needs, wants, desires. So I could guess like what he got out of that scene, but whatever he realistically did get out of that scene was is like so deeply personal and unique. Um, to him I mean good for him I like I didn't question it like it's money it's coming into my bank account exactly so I didn't know if he wanted me to like dirty talk or like you know say something to him he literally just wanted to be cradled and in my head I'm like what do I say are we just gonna cradle here in silence for the next hour and I'm like should I say something like your father never loved you or Or your fa- daddy does love you. Yeah. Or daddy does hence, love you. I don't know. Yeah. Daddy loves you. Daddy accepts you. Yeah. Like, and hence negotiation, why that's so important, right? So if somebody came to me with that session request, if I just want to be held, I would be like, okay, first question is, is why? What do you get out of that? Like, what what's the goal of the scene? Or what's the intention of the scene? Um do you want us to talk? Are there specific phrases you like to hear? Is there a specific thing you like to be called? What's the vibe of this scene? Do you want it to be humiliating, degrading in some way? Do you want it to be stern, strict, disciplinarian? Do you want it to be kind of playful and fun? Do you want it to be seductive and sexual? Do you want it to be maternal um, and loving? You know, like all of these, you can do that scene where you're holding a person, just holding a person, that can look a thousand different ways. You know what I mean? So I want to know the way that you want me to do it. So I've got to ask those specific questions. And then there's stuff like that's really important in negotiation as well. Um, If I got that session request, I would be like, is there anywhere in your body where you don't want me to touch you um, during this scene, you know, for any reason whatsoever? Um, 
Uh, and that could be because of physical limitations. Maybe they've, they woke up with a sore neck or sore shoulder and can't lie in a specific way in my lap. Um, or just like that would be the opportunity for them to be like, um, not, not in the genitals, um, but everything else is fine. And then it, that would give me a really clear, a much clearer idea of what this scene, what they want this scene to look like. So this negotiation part of like being a dom is, it sounds super like professional and almost, okay, I hate using this as an example, but like, <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of. It's kind of like that contract scene in Fifty Shades where they're like, yeah, going through the thing. okay. Right, right. Wow. Yeah. Um, that scene is kind of problematic in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. But, um, but uh, yeah, for instance, she never signed it. And for instance, it wasn't informed consent if she did sign it, because she didn't know what, what half the stuff she was reading about. Like, it was like, do you like to be whipped? And like, some people think whips are floggers. So, like, some people don't know what a whip is. You know what I mean? So to be able to consent to do you like to be whipped? It's like, well, I don't know what a whip is. Or I think I know what it is. So yes. And then he takes out a totally different implement in the scene. And you're like, not what I meant. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of issues with the, that specific contract scene. But um, yeah, I always like to, if say if we're talking about my in-person sessions at Ritual Chamber, basically they fill out a form beforehand. So when they do a session request, um, they are writing, they're answering all of the questions we have. And it's all about the same stuff that I mentioned about like any, um, well, actually I didn't mention triggers yet. So like anything uh, surrounding triggers, their limits, their boundaries, um, anything about their physical body that we need to know, such as limitations, um, or, you know, where they would like, not like to be touched. And then of course, on the other hand of the coin stuff, like what would you like, what are the kinks you would like to play with today? Um, and then stuff like references and stuff like that. So they film that, they fill that out whenever they do the session request. But when I actually get them in the room on the day, I always have that conversation in person, um, again, because who knows when they fill that out, maybe they booked me a month ago and film that, uh, filled that out a month ago. It'd be different now. Um, yeah, maybe they have different feelings about some of those answers now, or maybe they have questions and then want to change their answer. You know what I mean? Um, and I also just like them to tell me in their own words. It's kind of a good warm up and a good um, way for us to kind of connect and start to be vulnerable. Because like then if when you're having a conversation in front of somebody and you're like, wow, what's the root of this kink from for you? Like, what is this kink about? What are you getting out of it? That's like something very vulnerable to talk about. So that's a really good way to kind of a good entry point into the scene um, to start talking about it in this way. So it can be helpful in a lot of ways to check in and do negotiating on the day as well as whenever they submitted the thing oh my god just the thought of emotionally opening opening up to another person i know ew uh, wow. some people are so nervous yeah Ooh, god. <laughs> like have you had any subs come in with like the heaviest like trauma sometimes like, oh god what was that like sometimes yeah it can be it can be emotionally laborious for me sometimes um i you know unless it's pertinent to the specific scene we're doing i would encourage people not to just like divulge you know whatever like i'm not gonna ask you to relive your trauma you know unless we're specifically doing a scene that is addressing that in some way um you know my like wife divorced me and i need you to tell me i'm a piece of shit 
<laughs> yeah, in that case, then I'm like, okay, I would need to know the emotional, you know, repercussions surrounding the divorce and why you want to be told that and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I've had people like say stuff about like past traumas and I'm like, okay, I mean, all you had to tell me was like your the trigger like you don't have to tell me your whole life story surrounding it i don't need to know why you have a trigger you know what i mean um to be able to yeah that too well that's that's part of it too yeah and then the other thing uh to talk about of course is like safe words and stuff like that Mm, okay yeah like is there some like words or like just specific dialogue that you kind of have to like be mindful of like consensual non-consent or like right yeah yeah if you're if you're doing cnc then you'll definitely you'll definitely need a safe word um you don't always need a safe word um because unless you're saying that it specifically doesn't no should mean no you know what i mean unless you're specifically doing a con non con scene where no doesn't mean no no Um, no oh no (laughs) i said keep going i know like what why are we why are we stopping i said it no (laughs) exactly exactly you should know the tone of the no okay but yeah just to make sure that everything is completely on the table consensual then um no should always mean no unless it's specifically uh the two of you are doing some sort of play where no doesn't mean no yeah so is that also what makes a good sub like being mindful of your dom and like communicating your needs constantly oh i would love yeah my my number one um like subby skill that i would like people to have is communication skills and also knowing your limits and boundaries most people come in and don't have either of those skills (laughs) Mm. and it can be difficult to work with um but i mean me as a professional i've kind of figured out my negotiation in a way to pull out this information but sometimes it's like pulling fucking teeth because people are just like i don't know we'll do whatever you want to do and it's like really um that's a good sentiment a sentiment sentiment is that the word sentiment um it you know because that's kind of a very subby thing to say but also I'm here facilitating a professional session just for you. So if you really want to do what I want to do, like, you know, I'm going to just play on my phone for the hour and put you in a cage <laughs> and that's probably not worth your $350. You know what I mean? I'll put you in a trap jigsaw style and be like, I want to play. Game. <laughs> yeah. Like Have I'll take out a cheese. I'll take out a cheese grater immediately. Like that's, this is what you want. You have no limits and boundaries. eh? Like, so take out your dick. Here's the cheese grater. (laughs) That's what you want? Okay. So trust me, you have limits and boundaries, sir. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And they have to know. How do you not know? Like, I will fucking chop you in half if that's what you want me to do. Honestly, and I'm an ethical dom. There are a lot of not ethical doms out there. So if you go to somebody that you know, is a harm harmful person and you tell them you have no limits and boundaries, that's so fucking dangerous. Like you're safe with me because I'm gonna be like, no, 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 let's talk about this. Like let's figure this out. But some people won't do that. So don't say that. Don't say that to anyone. Especially the first time you're playing with them. Oh my fucking God. I could never even say that to my friends. Do whatever you want to me. Like no. Are you kidding? Ew. I love And I get the idea of like 
the fantasy, the fantasy is do whatever you want to me. That's the fantasy, mm-hmm. but that's not the reality. Mm-hmm. So in the scene, that can be the vibe. Out of the scene, that can't be happening. Mm-hmm. You have to keep yeah. things within like a container and like specific words have to mean specific things within the scene. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so much to think about. Like, there is, honestly. Wow. Yeah. There's I, a lot. I that just doesn't occur to me because like I haven't been in sex work for so long that like oh I forget that people actually have limits not like me because like I can take an entire fist up to the shoulder length but you know that's just me because I'm, I'm a, I'm a brag puppet. much humble brag <laughs> <laughs> I swear to god I'm a puppet like Jim Henson can yeah. shove his entire arm inside me I can be the next puppet on Sesame Street like, love it <laughs> eat your heart out big bird eat your heart out. <laughs> have, totally. have you had like any like um really interesting clients come to you with like things that are that you weren't necessarily comfortable doing or just like interesting funny stories yeah for sure um i i see a lot of interesting people a lot of interesting people um that is a good thing to mention though like as much as subs should know their limits and boundaries and be able to communicate them to their dominant us as dominants we have limits and batteries too there are lots of kinks that i would just prefer not to facilitate professionally for instance and same thing in my lifestyle play there are just kinks that i don't feel comfortable topping um and i mean that's another thing with like newer doms um you know, they might be saying yes to stuff they don't have the skills for. Like early in my professional career, I had requests to do a knife play or to do <gasps> needle needle play. And mm. at the time I had no, I had to say no to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because I didn't know how to facilitate those scenes safely. Now I do, of course, and I love blood play. Um, but You're little yeah. vampires. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Eat shit, um, Edward Cullen. Right. <laughs> also eating shit. I mean, that's another <gasps> another kink right. that some people have. You know what I mean? So, scat is a kink. Yeah, scat yeah. Play. So, mm. there you go. So, as a, it's not you the ba ba da boo. That's my no. kind of scat play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scat is within my lips and boundaries. The other kind is not. So, mm. <laughs> a little much. Yes. Um, but you know, a lot of people are into that too. So I mean, that's up to me in my, uh, trying to do an ethical practice that, um, you know, both for my own, like for the safety of the sub, if I don't have the skills to facilitate the session, and then for my own personal safety, my emotional safety, that I need to communicate my limits and boundaries, uh, when I don't want to do something in a scene or I can stop a scene halfway through, for instance, I can kick a sub out, you know, if they start to um, not, if they decide to not listen to my boundaries um, and are not listening when I'm correcting them and stuff like that, like that's within my, within my rights completely. Um, But yeah. Oh, I have, I mean, I have, I have stories. Every session is a story really. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I had a really fun scene recently, um, which I go into detail on my Patreon. I just recorded it actually before this. Um, so it's very fresh in my mind. But this is in my personal life. Um, and I have three, uh, like two people in my bubble that are play partners of mine. Um, so we did a really fun scene with the three of us that was kind of like public play a little bit. Like I actually was doing, actually, it's happening right now. No, I'm kidding. Um, 
but uh, I only do it on phone interviews where I was doing a phone interview and they were just like fucking in front of me and I had to like just try and focus <laughs> as much as humanly possible oh, and it was God. really, really hard. It's so difficult. <laughs> I've done that before with a play buddy where he was on the phone. He was on hold with like the the government, like he was trying to get like a parking <laughs> ticket and then yeah. we're like, you know what? You've been on hold for the last 30 minutes. Do you just want to fuck until they pick it up? I'm like, yeah, yeah, good. there you go. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then it was like, uh, please continue. And it's like, en français, après, sur les deux. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, yes, that's the one. <laughs> that did it yeah, for me. daddy. Oh, yeah, French me, daddy. French me. <laughs> me. Uh, or uh, Australian me. Just kiss me, but down under. Kiss me, daddy. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god the things oh we do god. to meet our sexual honestly needs. yes but like yeah i have really unique requests sometimes online actually one of my like limits that isn't like maybe the most interesting spicy limit is like i can't be given a full script i'm somebody who likes to be very free and i love to improvise and i'm good at improvising that's like chopping off an arm for me if you just give me a script and want me to do that and don't want me to be creative and fun and impulsive and like all of this stuff you're like really um not utilizing my best skills which are all my thinking in the moment that i like to do um like i get so many ideas in a scene and i'll just like follow them you know what i mean so if somebody wants to give me a really full long detailed script I'm like, no, sorry, won't do it. Um, I'll do it for like double the price because also it's a lot more work for me to suddenly work off a script. But I'm telling you, it won't be half as good if you just gave me, you know, like the um, premise for a scene and just let me go. When you say so. script, like... Do they actually give you like lines, like a director? Yeah, they'll give you, oh yeah, they'll give you like, it's like a short Homework? film they Ew. suddenly send you. I know. So for that reason too, I'm like, um, no, but I'll do it if they give me more, but oh, gosh, I'm like, just, oh, I hate that. I don't want to do it. And an there you go. And I don't have to. I'm oh. a freaking improviser. Come oh on. Like, and like whatever you do in the moment, it's like more organic and just like yeah. genuine. There you go. I love that. Authenticity. This, this one time I had like a client who, I to this day, I don't know if he's a priest because mm -hmm. I went to his place and he had like Catholic garb at the ready. And oh, we, used, uh, we used Pinot Grigio as like the uh, a substitute for a pea for water nice sports. so uh, fun yeah yeah i was like perfect no grigio yeah pino grigio hey yeah. <laughs> oh my god so actually talking of um golden showers i do have a fun story actually that just happened to me yesterday Ooh, um so i have somebody um an online client that i just get him to piss on himself all the time like i get him to lie on his back in the in the tub and just pee into his own face and mouth and stuff like that Hot. so i um he also never buys sex toys, which I'm like, just buy a just sex buy toy. One. Just buy one dildo. You like to get fucked in the ass. Just buy one dildo. But so he's always trying to find shit around the house to fuck himself with, which is the issue with online sessions is you have to rely on them having all the equipment. And most of them have nothing because they're closeted a lot of the time. Right. Uh. So he ends up using like a banana usually <laughs> or some fucking vegetable. You know what I mean? Like, Cucumber, which, eggplant. oh my God. 
<laughs> and me as a sex educator, I'm like, oh my God, how many years have I taught? Don't put anything in your ass that doesn't have a flared base. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So a little part of my sex educator dies every time someone in a virtual dom session fucks themselves with like a banana. But anyway, so he usually takes me like of a tour, um, on a tour of like the kitchen to like find shit, you know, for the scene. And he opened the fridge and I saw the hot sauce and ah! I was like, um, is that Frank's? <laughs> Get Frank's it. Red Hot. Yeah. You put that shit on everything. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, don't you love Frank's? Don't you just want to put it on everything? <laughs> um, so what I got him to do was, um, got in that, got in that tub <laughs> And to, I, uh, he always pre-drinks like water for me, right? So um, he's got, he's got it ready to go. And I got him to put like a couple drips just like on the tip of his dick and, and to pee like so that he was drinking like spicy piss. <laughs> <I thought. laughs> my dick is hurting just listening to this, but go on. I love it. This is my kink right now. Oh, I should pay you. I swear to God. Oh. Oh. oh god oh. and like for instance like that's just why you don't give me a script because shit like that won't happen you know what i mean like you gotta give me the freedom because i'm creative as hell you know what mm -hmm. i mean and he's somebody that's like oh do anything to me like you know i will i'll literally do if it's me suffering if like i hate it i'll still do it for you so i i'm always trying to find like really sadistic shit to make him do because that's what he wants he wants to suffer for me and just do whatever right so that was definitely one of the things i also made him like jerk off with it with the hot sauce <gasps> and then and then um yeah i let him wash it off at one point when he was oh really dying. that's no fun no, I know, but like next time I'm actually gonna use it as lube, like to yeah, fucking, or like to, like put it know. on the banana, you know. Uh, so next time we wanted to ease into this hot stuff, hot sauce stuff with him, mm, right? Or like get him <laughs> to like coat the inside of like a cock cage with Tabasco. There you go. Yeah, the other thing was I was gonna get him to sound with it next time. So <gasps> right in the urethra with Wait, the hot sauce. Uh, yeah. Just for the listeners, what is sounding? Sounding is when you're penetrating, like going inside the urethra. So inside the penis, we're oh. penetrating the penis. You can oh. do it with vulva and vagina owners as well, but it's not as easy. Really easy to sound with a penis. Ooh. So you can get any sort of, again, this person is not going to have sounding equipment, which unfortunate, but you can find things around the house, would, which would be safe-ish. I don't love it, but I'm like, no, we're going to sound. So I'm like, we've got a to-do list for the next session. This time we did spicy pee. Um, and you jerked off with it next time you're using it as lube to fuck yourself with that banana because i hate this bana these bananas i hate that banana situation so much so we're going to use hot sauce <laughs> and then we're also going to sound you with the hot sauce oh my god that's so <laughs> yeah uh, no pun intended but that's so hot that's so hot <laughs> literally ow Ooh, spicy story oh so spicy Whoa. oh my god so <laughs> Is that what is that how like your virtual sessions are going down these days because COVID and Ms. Rona has ruined everything for us? Ms. Rona, Ms. Rona. Yeah, you're generally like the setup is we're on a video chat and I'm telling you to do shit to yourself. That's what that's what it is. But and I'm dirty talking to you and stuff like that. Um, doing all this psychological kind of emotional domination while this is happening. But essentially, yeah, what's actually happening is you're doing shit to yourself. 
I'm watching, I'm commenting, I'm making fun of you, I'm laughing, and I'm ma- I'm giving you orders and stuff. Ooh. That's how it looks for an online session. Can we get like a 15 second demonstration of what that looks like or what that sounds like? Sure. Um, yeah, let me think of what I was doing yesterday. So I was just like, okay, get on your back, get into the tub, just like that. There you go. Get into position. You're a piss slut. Yes, you know the position by now. Don't yes, fucking act stupid. Get on your back. Yes, get Ms. your Ms. fucking feet up into the air like usual. Ah. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Ah. Open wider, ah. wider. Tongue ah. out. Let me see that tongue. Ah. Let me see that tongue. Ah. Ah. What a good piss slut. Are you thirsty? Uh-huh. Oh uh, my god, I'm a little parched. Let me just take a quick sip of tea. Uh, 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 Are you thirsty too? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You seem thirsty. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, by the way, don't you love Frank's Red Hot? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Can you just put it on anything? Uh-huh. I find that with Frank's Red Hot. You can just put it on anything. On anything. Like, just fucking put it in my eyes for all I care. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a place this could go. Exactly. <laughs> Like I will, I will not like hesitate to pay for the next eye exam. Just fucking <laughs> blind yeah, me. I w- oh, God. Just blind me, blind daddy. Blind me, yeah. daddy. <laughs> I'm so tired of looking at another man. Just fucking blind me already. Just blind me. <laughs> oh my God, that's so. I like. Lo- okay, that was really hot, and like I love that. And I seriously have to like find a dog to like do that to me. Because I am so deprived. Like, that, just that little thing was like, I miss everything. I miss going to shit. I know. And, like, mm. honestly, the virtual domination thing, like, it's not ideal. Like, mm. ideally, we're in the same room. But it's a pretty good, like, thing to have on the back burner. Like, because it still is can be really hot. Like, depending on, you know, if you really like dirty talk and you like a certain tone of voice and you like to be called a certain thing, like a lot of that can be replicated in a virtual session. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it can feel very similar. Like, it's not exactly like it in real life, but it can hit a lot of those buttons. Right. And also, time. like, I yeah. feel like once we start opening up again, wearing masks and everything eh, that kind of comes with a costume right like you want oh, me to yeah. come in as like in an kink. executioner oh in kink a mask is hot as hell oh my god yes like breath play like that making too. you wear a, wear a gas mask and like restrict your airflow oh, yeah. Ooh, just oh, watch yeah. your lips turn blue until you're no longer breathing and then i run away with your money <laughs> If I haven't given it away by now, I am literally a I homicidal like man. <laughs> I like money and killing men. <laughs> I like money and murder. And murder. I am literally like Jack the Ripper, but for the gays. <laughs> <laughs> Jack the Popper? Jack the Popper. Ooh. <laughs> maybe, maybe we or, do better probably. Or more like a Jacques just to make it yes just Just to make it flamboyant Mm -hmm. jackie 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 ripper jackie the ripper Ooh, that's a drag name jackie i do like jackie ripper yeah i gotta come up with like a whole drag routine of just demeaning (laughs) men spraying their eyes with frank's red hot Hot sauce Watch out, Canada's Drag Race. Jackie Ripper's coming to the stage. Yeah, you know how you usually like open up a ball of water and like spray the audience or whatever? Just doing that with the ball of Frank's. Just like, <laughs> like yes, bitch, blind yes, me. Daddy, blind. 
<laughs> Kill my taste buds, mama. <laughs> God, I swear to God, like the queer community has like the best compliments because it's like, I love your axe wound, bitch. Like, yes. <laughs> nice cold sore, honey. Yeah. Work. Come through, cold sore. <laughs> gross and lovely at the same time yeah. we love an hpv positive queen <laughs> i will fully come in with a cold sore and make out with your like money in your mouth and take it as a tip <laughs> and they're like yes. yes yes get me sick mama <laughs> sickening <laughs> Literally sickening. <laughs> <laughs> and the Alyssa Edwards tongue box. Oh if I if I could, I would. If I could pop, right? I would. I don't think I could ever compete with a drag queen and be that disgusting <laughs> on stage. <laughs> oh, uh, that is a fantasy. That is, yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Well, we'll write it down. You know, when the things open up, you know, maybe we'll see. We'll oh my see, god, maybe. can I like hire you to live? my drag queen fantasy with me like, <laughs> Definitely. oh my god just like be in full cake makeup there's like mm. no intercourse it's just you doing like a drag routine to i don't know uh whitney houston song and love i it. am telling you something like that <laughs> love it love it you know what actually it's so funny like there are there is some crossover with like gender exploration right like scenes Ooh. like feminization scenes uh, which can also go into like dollification, sissification is a big thing, um, which is kind of interesting. Like I dress up a lot of a lot of people um, as a part of scenes. Like I even had somebody rec um, request a scene when things open up um, just to do like a girly sleepover where they're doing I'm doing their nails and Aww. their hair. Um, yeah. And just like like looking at magazines cutting out magazines and like, like just boys. kind of braiding yeah braiding each other's hair and like you know talking about boys i was like i love this as an idea for a scene and again with the thing of like a scene you know kink doesn't have to be sexual right mm -hmm. like for that type of a scene the person was like I had a lot of trauma when I was young. I didn't really get a childhood where I could do stuff like that. And lately I've been really mourning the fact that I never got to experience those like teenage, young teenage moments with other girls. You know what I mean? And like that would, I think that would do a lot for like healing my emotional wound mm -hmm. about not having not having that and mm -hmm. not having access to that because I can have access to that, you know, now in my life. So get it girl i love you know? that for me like me i worked through um a trauma where i was like drinking like a rum and coke and the guy i hired would put splenda and we would pretend it's a roofie and then mm -hmm, i would just like mm -hmm. knock out that, that was just mm -hmm. like my way of working out through my own trauma and i was mm -hmm, like wow mm -hmm. that's like super liberating and like i mean there was intercourse but i'm pretty sure it, like in your field of work there's little to none uh depends how different people run their practices i keep all my clothes on that's mm -hmm. how i run my practice so i don't like bottom the only the only thing like the difference between topping and bottoming and and subbing and doming like those are different you know what i mean like i can be 
I can be the submissive person in a scene and be topping an activity. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, or I can be the dominant person in a scene and bottoming for an activity. Mm. Um, meaning I could be getting fucked, you know, and still be dominant. I could be the only activity that I actually bottom for in my professional practice as a dominant is foot worship. So somebody would be putting their mouth on my feet, my legs, like, so stuff like that. So technically I'm bottoming, but I'm still in that dominant role. Did you, you know work up I mean? a sweat with your feet to make it like, here, suck on this toe fungus? Oh, sometimes I'm like, I, I mean, I mean, I, I'm a really frequent showerer. That's what I like to do in my life. So I do get a lot of requests that I don't shower Mistress, for, that's day, so unique. for days. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm just like, great. I'm not going to like disrupt my life for this scene for you. So, <laughs> you know, if somebody requests sweaty feet, I'm like, cool you just get my feet how they are like and i'll just call them <laughs> sweaty like i'm not gonna disrupt my life you know what i mean like oh my god for... i love that you <laughs> called yourself a frequent shower like that's so unique to you like <laughs> <laughs> no but i shower like i shower like three times a day it's a big oh, water. Okay. but it's just like a self-care thing that i i like there are a lot of i, I shower for like a hundred different reasons mm. like if i'm hot i shower if i'm cold i shower oh my god, right if now, i need aftercare is... i shower i'm gonna shower after this podcast because yeah. i'm kind of sweating right now so you um, like if I need to relax, I shower. If I need to, uh, like a lot of different reasons, you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah. You're not going to interrupt your shower routine just because a client no. wants sweaty pits and sweaty What's feet. dirty feet? Nope. Yeah. They yeah. can just get my feet however they are. <laughs> You're going to take this foot and shove it in your mouth like the little And pretend it's really are. sweaty and smelly <laughs> <laughs> because it's not. I know it's not, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. If it's I were to ever do that. Play. Fuck. I... <laughs> If I were to ever do that, I would just have like a bowl of germs. Just like <laughs> a bowl of germs. I don't know what germs or, or bacteria there are. Just, and just like dip, just, germs. just dip my toe yeah. in it and be like, here, suck it. How are you enjoying that salmonella, you little bitch? <laughs> yeah. Just a raw chicken breast yep. in a bowl. Exactly. <laughs> just raw chicken breast or like a rotting apple and just like mash it up. With the heel of my foot and be like, boom, funny, fucking eat them, baby. Wow. So, uh, Mister, (laughs) I can't keep a straight face. I'm just imagining it. (laughs) But um, wow, we have covered so much. I yeah, literally covered so much. Like I'm covered in sweat. I am covered in. Me too. Yeah, time for a shower. Yep. It is definitely time to shower. But I wanted to leave the listeners with something, you know, something to take away, like. What do you want the listeners to take away from if they just want to start being a sub or they want to start getting into uh, being a dom or starting kink? Uh, Just a takeaway message. Yeah, I think that I would encourage people to really try and explore their own voice, like their own dominant voice or their own submissive voice or however, however they want to go about it, rather than taking cues from what they think they're supposed to be doing. Because there's a really narrow view of what kink looks like in the public sphere, you know what I mean? So rather than thinking it has to look a certain way, I would kind of do the self work even, you know, you can do it together or you can do it kind of solo to really figure out how you want this to look for yourself. 
really like even do some pleasure mapping and stuff with yourself as for like what kind of physical sensations you would like to be involved. You can play with that together. Um, you know, there, a typical scene that I like to do with a person that's really new to kink is like a sensation platter. And it's basically, we'll, we'll give you a bunch of different types of physical sensation and we'll just start low and slow and see if anything is kind of resonating with you. You know what I mean? And there will be no like power dynamic kind of on top of that other than I'm topping the scene, but I'm not doming the scene, I, the scene again, again, those differences between topping, bottoming and doming and subbing. Um, so I would start there for sure. And then after you kind of are getting some of that information, then you can add things like a power dynamic on top of it. And then you can also be doing the exact same thing with like a platter of all different types of like tones, different phrases, different things you want to be called, um, all different energies, like try out a whole whack of things and then see what sticks. You know what I mean? And then that will just arm you with a bit of self-knowledge uh, going forward with other partners to communicate with them. Um, and, and yeah, just to kind of develop some of those bottoming skills, submissive skills that we talked about is a great place to start. I love that. Uh, so lovely so majestic you are oh, one of my uh, most favorite people on this entire fucking planet you're so lovely <laughs> oh, this conversation has been so lovely oh my god I thank you, you so much for having me thank you for coming i'm probably gonna get you on again for like another episode because you're so full I'm of knowledge into it Let's oh, get it. let's get into it mama <laughs> let's do it let's do it come through yeah um do you have anything to plug Oh, sure. I mean, I have the Bedpost podcast, which is my podcast. You can find it on wherever you find your fine podcasts. Um, for my doming uh, social media, I'm at the Lady Pim one on Twitter, at the Lady Pim one. Um, I'm most active on there. But if you don't do Twitter and you do Instagram, I'm also I'm also at the Lady Pim on Instagram. That's I it. love it. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Tim. And I hope to see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah.